All right, hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Say Less Basketball Podcast. I'm Zach. Um, most of you know me as the longing Steph fan um, of the podcast, but when I'm not, you know, riding Steph, I uh, actually moderate and I edit the episodes. So when we were recording episode 12, uh, we ran way over time. And so I had to cut some stuff out. But as a result, this bonus episode was born. So this is some material from episode 12 that didn't make the cut. Um, as always, you know, check out the social media. Hope you guys enjoy this extra content. Here's the episode. First off, the Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic's comments about the playing attorney. There's been a lot of controversy about the playing attorney. A lot of criticism the last week about whether it's fair to other teams. Will, I know you have some of the comments. The full yeah. Comments on it. Yeah. So let's let's just look at what Luca and Mark Cuban said. So Luca said, "I don't understand the idea of a play-in tournament. You play seventy-two games to get into the playoffs. So seventy-two this year, obviously. Then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs. So I don't see the point of that." And then Mark Cuban later followed by saying, "The worst part of this approach is that it doubles the stress of." the compressed schedule rather than playing for a playoff spot and being able to rest players as the standings become clearer teams have to approach every game as a playoff game to either get into or stay in the top six since the consequences as lucas said are enormous the players are playing more games and more minutes in fewer days facts hmm. i don't know i okay i'll, I'll start um just, just to react from those, because I, I kind of skimmed through them at first. I, I agree with what Luca says. I do not agree with what Mark Cuban says. I, I agree that the whole, like, if you play and you earn a playoff spot, you, to me, you deserve that. Like, I don't care how long the season is. If other people right. slacked off, if other teams slacked off for the whole year, th- that's their fault, bro. It's, right. you don't, you don't reward teams for slacking off. This isn't college basketball which still college basketball that's a different story but then mark cuban starts talking about how he like he wanted like oh it's hard for you to you know be able to rest players uh you you know all that stuff um you have to play more games or more minutes in fewer days i get that that's life man that's that's life sometimes you gotta Sometimes stuff happens and you just got to deal with it. So I don't like the whole, first of all, I don't like resting players, period. I think you guys know that about me. Like I, I don't like that. So when he said that, that kind of, that rubbed me the wrong way. Right. Also playing more games and more minutes and fewer days. I looked at the, I looked at the comparison of how many games are playing per week this season versus others. It's like 3.6 versus 3.4 and others. It's not that different. It really isn't that different. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that was from, I think, uh, Clutch Points. So reliable source. Um, that's not that different. It's not much to complain about. And I get it. You know, like, I don't want to play it back-to-back. I, as, as we've stopped playing basketball as much, you know, we see how we feel after we play some basketball, right? Playing mm, back-to-back right. for us is a little hard. These are professional athletes, so it shouldn't be as hard. Um, I've never liked that. I've never liked that excuse or that complaint. Like you're paid to play basketball. You yeah. play it, you play it for 82 days of the year. Come on. You know, yeah. the those are my thoughts. Yeah. The passion should be there. I think 
I agree. Um, I don't really like resting players either. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, that takes, I think LeBron got accused for it a couple years ago for resting. And then ever since then he has, you know, been full. And if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. And I think that that's good that he came out and said that because that sets a standard for the league that, you know, we don't want to have players resting because it takes away from the competitive competitiveness of the whole, the whole sport, I guess. So I think when players rest, it hurts basketball in terms of popularity, but um, you know, obviously there's been moments in the past, uh, namely some Derrick Rose moments when, you know, it, we, you think, what if, you know, with the resting that's going on now, what would have happened with some of those players in the past? So there is that, I think. Um, I think there is, you know, some of the benefits of resting players if you're playing them too many minutes, I think can happen. So I think there is some room for players to rest, but it, it gets to a point where it's, you cannot rest. I, don't, I think back-to-back -back resting every other game is just too much, in my opinion. Um, I have a couple points. I have a question though. Like, was a playing tournament? Was that just for the bubble? Or that—that that was one thing I was wondering. So I know like, it's just was for the, the bubble this right. and yeah. this year. I think it's just because they don't play a full season. Uh, but I was thinking they played close enough to a full season to not need. Right. It, like I've always games, questioned yeah. that. And yeah, and so I didn't know. Uh, real quick, do you guys right. know if this is like something they're thinking about doing forever? Is or like that was one of my concerns, but I haven't heard about them doing play-in for a number of years. But I have heard of them doing tournaments and you know something related to soccer with like yeah. the Champions yep. League and stuff, mm -hmm. which yep. I understand. I don't think that's a good idea. But back to the play-in, like you said, I I, I, agree, I agree with Luca. Um, I I don't think players should be or teams, I should say, I don't think should be not punished, but like not given a fair. Like if they earn a playoff spot, they earn a playoff spot. So right. it's just, it just doesn't make sense with Mark Cuban, the whole resting thing. Um, I agree. Like some players do rest too much. I understand if like some guys like injury prone and the coaches are being cautious. Right. Um, I understand some guys are old. I'd go, I'd go back to yeah. like San Antonio, oh, yeah. you know, how Greg Popovich is kind of the one that started the whole resting superstars on just mm -hmm. random nights. Uh, and it's funny because guys like LeBron and Harden, I know those two specifically. I remember they would like make comments talking about like I'm healthy, I play, like I play for the fans and stuff like that. But it's not true. Then but... yeah, then late in the season they end up resting, even though two days before that they played the game and they look fine to everybody. So I think it's cap when guys just say you know stuff like that. It's just for good PR. But right. yeah, the the whole the whole playing tournament I don't think it's necessary. Because, I mean, if you have a playoff spot, you have a playoff spot. There's no reason you should have teams competing for a playoff spot, even though the eighth seed is the eighth seed. If the ninth seed and the tenth seed, it's just, just dumb to me. I, I will say last year, I could understand it more. Yeah, that's why I just yeah, right. Last year, yeah. last right. year it made well, sense. 72 is close enough to the 82-game schedule. They've talked about moving the season to 72 games. So if you're going right. to move it to 72 games, why would you even think about this? The other thing I want to mention is – yeah. With resting players, while I do understand it for some people, like, first of all, I think LeBron and the Spurs kind of started the resting thing, like, yeah. way back when LeBron and Wade were on the heat. LeBron and Wade kind of rested sometimes. 
and then Popovich took it to a different level, and then Kawhi just took it to, like, astronomical levels, obviously. But I I remember going to Bulls games when they played the Heat just to see LeBron play. Like, I wanted to see LeBron James play, and he never played in a game that I went to. Coincidentally, he always was resting. Now, Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason that the NBA doesn't like when players rest and they start fining is because it's about money. If you – it, I could understand maybe if you're resting the player on a home game, but if they're going to a different stadium, if I'm, if I'm the Lakers and I'm playing in Mi- Minnesota against, you know, the Timberwolves and LeBron's like, and the AD are like, eh, eh, we don't need to play this game. We're going to win it without us. We'll rest. Yeah. Right. But right. there are fans that go to those games to see them play. Right. right? And that's affecting the, the NBA's revenue. So I know they, they mentioned that a few years back, but that, that's another issue I have with it. Like, I understand I, it as a fan, yeah. As a, a fan, fan I, I really didn't like that. I really yeah. didn't. Yeah, it reminds me of the comments about um, when the last dance was on, when basketball wasn't playing about how all the comments about how, you know, you would go to the Bulls games to watch Michael Jordan play and put on a performance because it was like an it was entertainment because you knew every night he was going to do something that – was crazy and insane and i think i certainly think this this resting if if players are resting like that you know you don't know if they'll play and that takes away from some of the impact on the fans i think so that sucks but obviously the health and the concern of the players is you know a top priority so yeah perspective like if if they if they play a game and they tell a coach or a trainer i don't feel right something's right. happening and if right. they they're injury prone, or if maybe they're an important player and the playoffs are close, they don't want to take any chances. I understand that. Yeah. But like I said, like LeBron and Harden, especially Quad, they played fine one game, and then two games later, you know, they're sitting out. Right. It, it can be home games too. I've seen I've seen LeBron sit out home Laker games too. It's just it's just random. Mm-hmm. So it, I understand it's that. It's a point. different mindset. It's maybe, maybe it's just a different mindset. I think maybe we'll, it's day we'll, offs. Yeah. I think we can yeah. what, we might see what happens. Um, when the fans actually come back, you know, because maybe yeah. they're saying, "Oh, the fans aren't here." You know. Who cares? Right. Right. Because right. we just see it on television. Yeah. Right. I mean, but this has been an issue for many years. This is not just this year. Right. So, something that needs to be addressed. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Interesting takes there, fellas. But we're moving on. Uh, recently, Lamarcus Aldridge had to retire suddenly after um, there were reports about blood clots. And he had a tough time playing one of the games. Um, so that this, I think this just sucks for the Nets um, and Aldridge, you know, one of the all-time uh, best power forwards, um, really good stretch forward, really, really good big man. Um, Damian Lillard actually called for the Blazers to retire his number. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys what you think this retirement means for the Nets. And then also about his legacy as Aldridge, do you think the Blazers should retire his number? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, yeah, it sucks for LA. Um, apparently he's had this heart issue since like 06. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just, I guess, a matter of time until it actually you know, affected him greatly to the point where he had to stop playing basketball. Um, but right. I understand that you know, he thought about his family, his, his personal health first. Um, so I salute him for, yep. you know, taking such a, you know, big decision and making it um, in the middle of the season too. Right. And apparently 
he's had like the hard, like, you know, gold irregular beats happened before, but apparently yeah. he hasn't had it as bad as he did after the Lakers game. So yeah. he kind of said, okay, maybe this is, maybe this is a good time to stop. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Right. So, um, so I salute him for making such a big decision. Um, especially after like for him to play for the Blazers and them having a championship mm-hmm. getting team and then him signing with the Spurs and then, you know, how they didn't really get to the finals and, for the first time in his career, he kind of felt like this is a good chance for me to win a championship. I think mm-hmm. that's why the big reason why he played for Brooklyn. So for him to have this happen to him, it, it just sucks, man. For real, I feel for him. But uh, like I said, I salute him for making the decision. Um, yeah. Do I think it affects yeah. the Nets? I think they still have good enough bigs yeah. um, to compete. I think LaMarcus was just there for another spacing, for mm-hmm. spacing and another scoring option. But I think they have plenty of those. But guys like Claxton and John Jordan, uh, Blake Griffin, if you consider him a big, I don't know if you guys do, but I think they'll be fine with um, the bigs. Uh, but in terms of him retiring his jersey, Will, I know you're not really keen on guys that haven't really playoff mm-hmm. success and championship mm-hmm. banners. I, don't, you know, I know you don't think guys like that. If, you don't, if they don't accomplish that with mm-hmm. their franchise, mm-hmm. you only think their jersey should retire. So I, I know what your take on that is. <laughs> Me personally, I never really thought about jersey retirements being a, a big deal. I feel like if the guy hasn't had a big impact on the franchise, then retire his jersey. But Aldridge, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was um, saying like I an exception know. to that rule would be like a Jackie Robinson. Just not in the NBA, but like to my, you know, like my criteria. Like that would yeah. be the kind of status. But right. go on, go on. Yeah, well, no, that, was, yeah. that was just, that was just. Okay. If, yeah, he's on, there, if he's there for like a long time, I don't think it matters if he won championships or not. I think, yeah, you know, think that's body. one thing. If he's like a successful player there forever, you know, right? Like, the Dame, brand Dame, up, like, whatever. Yeah, we're like, like Dame might not win a championship, but I, he's certainly gonna get his jersey retired. I think so. You know, I'm just saying. That's fair, but he's also carried some teams. I would look at him the way he's carried those Blazers, some Blazers teams, and be like, okay, you got to give it up to him. Yeah. Will, your thoughts? Um, okay, That's so I, I consulted my um, medical uh, advisor. Oh, oh wow. Well. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend to try and figure out. I, I just want to understand what what was going on with him. He has Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. That's what it's yeah. called. That's that irregular heartbeat. And it, it yeah. causes your heart to race, which can cause something called tachycardia. And guys if left untreated this the what can happen to you is serious you you go heart failure stroke sudden cardiac arrest or death so yeah. this this stuff is serious yeah. and i, I want to bring that up because i know we look at some players in the nfl luke luke Keekley, right mm-hmm. yeah. um and some other guys that like in the nfl nba maybe even i can't think of any off the top of my head but like that retire early and fans get pissed they're like, oh, why would you retire? Yeah, well, Andrew Luck. Andrew, yeah, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's a big one, they, right? They boot Andrew Luck off the field. Yeah. It. I I applaud him like you, Muhammad, because you gotta. It's hard. I can't imagine what it's like to be yeah. an athlete making all this money. It, it may not even be about money, but doing what you love. Ha- him having a chance to win a championship finally, and then having to walk away because you know that you you could kill yourself or you might tarnish your ability to walk for the rest of your life something like that yeah. 
right like brandon roy which we're going to talk about later so i applaud him for that i really do and i think people should understand that he had something serious this this is not something that should be messed around with now with the yeah. treatment for this there isn't there isn't always treatment for this it could it could work medicine could work surgery could work and and you just kind of main you kind of got to maintain it that's yeah. that's kind of what i gathered from this yeah. so mm -hmm. um you know as for on the basketball side i don't think it affects the nets too much i feel bad for him because you know yeah. i if the nets had won this year i would have liked to i would like to see him get a, a ring i think he's yeah. a good player i think he's been a solid player everywhere he's been and he's yeah, he's sure. kind of like a stretched big man but he still was a kind of a traditional big man in terms of yeah. he had a, he had a good post game um yeah. So, so I really feel I bad for him, but I'm happy that he did what he felt was best. And I hope that he, you know, can Thanks. sleep well at night uh, with this decision. And I really hope that he is successful in the rest of his career, whatever yeah. he ends up doing. I agree. I agree. I think the fact, oh, my bad, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it is, even though I do root against Katie and Kyrie and Harden a little bit, I think it would be cool for to see, uh, you know, Blake and, uh, you know, DeAndre Jordan and Aldridge win rings here for the Nets. But I wanted to say that, uh, you know, this, this, this retirement, this decision, you know, took, you know, mental smarts and mental strength from Aldridge. You know, you mm -hmm. might say, well, he should have stuck with it. And, you know, that would have been really strong. But I think it's stronger and it shows his strength more that he was willing to just give it up and retire so suddenly because, oh, you know, the, because of this yeah. serious condition that he just – I mean, that's, that's crazy that, you know, this is his like biggest chance to win and he makes the smart decision for his personal health and, you know, his life. So, I mean, that's just, it's, it's so, it's so tough and it's so strong. It's very inspiring from Aldridge to have the, have that comment and that decision, um, you know, in today's league too, about mental health, the comments about mental health too, and, mm -hmm. you know, safety is just, I, it's, it's mind-boggling just to see how how Aldridge, you know, handled this situation. I and I applaud him as well. Yeah, I was gonna say he played in the league for 15 years right. with this condition from day one. Yeah. So for the fact that he could, he was a seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA team. Um, he was 47 points away from 20,000 career points. So mm -hmm. the fact that you know he made this decision. I don't know if you know if he knew about that, but you know, for him to be that close to twenty thousand career points, and for him to have that condition, and for him to accomplish that, that would have been amazing uh, for him personally. And my second point is, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but um, I found out about this guy that used to play for the Celtics back in the late eighties, early nineties. I forgot his name it was something Brown, but I don't know if it was the same condition, but he did have a heart issue. And during the playoff game, he actually collapsed. Um, wow. Then he got taken off the floor and he went to the hospital. Um, he woke back up again. And the doctors told him about the heart condition he had. I forgot what it was called, but he actually opted to keep playing. Well, he didn't actually opt to keep playing. He actually went to different doctors, different opinions. And this one doctor, I guess, told him, you know, you could still play um, yeah. with this condition. And I think a couple months after that, he was doing a light workout in the gym and he ended up going in cardiac arrest and he actually ended up passing away because of that heart condition. So wow. I don't know if LaMarcus knew about that story, but um, I did end up knowing about that because of LaMarcus' um, 
obviously it's heart issues. So, wow, um, you know, it ha- it's, it's happened. It's happened to wow. players before. It, yeah, it, it'd be one yeah. thing if he was messing around with something other than an organ, right? When you when yeah. you start messing with stuff that's like essential vital. to your life, mm-hmm. vital, right? You know. Yeah. So I I just I know we've said it. I just hope people can accept it. You know, Understand. just accept yeah. him for what he did. He he yeah. did a lot for the NBA. You know, right. it's not right. like he changed the game, but like he was a great player for many many years. Facts. And yep. that's gonna that should be his legacy, and that's yep. what it will it will be. I agree. Very insightful comments, gentlemen. Thanks for that story, Muhammad. Pretty nice. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty nice. I'm wearing my that. thing today. By the way, a little bit, of, <laughs> little bit of a solemn, life. little bit of a solemn topic, but shout out, shout out LA. But we moving on to Yikes. we have a lot of topics uh, to keep going. We're at 50 minutes right now, but keep coming with uh, this. Um, real quick mm-hmm. though, Kyrie's comments on the N word. A uh, lot of weird. Uh, so recently, um, I'll fill everybody in. Kyrie, if you didn't see it, Kyrie um, and Dennis Schroeder got into it. Um, in the Lakers Nets game, which was a couple of weeks ago, or it, it, it was somewhat recent, and you know there was back and forth between both uh, players and Kyrie, and they both got Kyrie got very heated about some of the words that uh, Dennis said. So he went on an argument about how the N word should not be talked about, should not be used. Um, he does not like it. Uh, he tweeted. I don't really it. want to comment on this because <laughs> nah. I don't want to get into any trouble here. Um, Mohammed, this seems like your territory. Oh man, that's man, this is bad territory here. But yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts um, on it, man? Well, in the tweet, I mean, Will, do you have the tweet? I can't have the tweet. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, the just... N word is a derogatory derogatory racial slur. It will never be. A term of endearment, reclaimed, mm. flipped, and never forget its fallen true history. Throw the N word out the window right alongside all of those other racist words used to describe my people. We are not slaves or okay. N um, words. Well, obviously, everybody knows that Kyrie has a reputation of being a, a woke person a now. No, <laughs> a woke. Um, and Sage. I actually can. I actually give him respect for, I don't want to sound corny here, but like, you know, kind of waking up and not opening his third eye, but just like researching, like just learning more about the history of African-Americans. And I know he's been, I don't know if you guys follow him on social media, but I know on Instagram, he's always, always posting videos about the civil rights and Malcolm X and Martin Luther and just, you know, stuff related to that type of things, um, that topic. But to this situation, yeah. Um, I, I know he said he doesn't want the, the word to be flipped. So I, I, I don't know if he means from the ER term to the, the, the A, the GA at the end term. Mm-hmm. But personally, like, I know people said in the comments, especially just, you know, young folks, you're not going to stop people from saying the N word, obviously. But I understand, like, what he means by that just because of the way he kind of carries himself now, so I understand why he would say that. But I don't get why he got triggered from Dennis Schroeder saying yeah, thank you. I know yeah. if you guys watched thank that you. game, Dennis yeah. Schroeder and him were kind of not going at each other, but you could tell there was tension because Schroeder's having a nice game, Kyrie's having a nice game. They're both guarding each other throughout the whole game. So I feel like he got mad because 
Schroeder said that to him, and he got a, you know, yeah. I don't know if he took offense to it. They're both black, so I'm guessing he didn't say the ER one. He said the GA ending one, which a lot of people use. Um, I don't think, me personally, that's. I don't take offense to that. Um, the, the ER ones has one of history. I feel like the the GA one is what, like he said, people flipped into the, their own meaning. When I say that, you know, obviously. It's you know, slang. It's not literally it's slang, slang yeah. but it is yeah. slang. It's a slang, basically. Yeah, I don't think people not, not when people say it, they don't say it as an offensive term towards a black person, as a racial slur. It's a it's a slang term, but like I said, the way he kind of carries himself now, I understand why he would say that. So if he doesn't want to use it, I completely understand. But I just don't think with the way people talk these days, I don't think it's gonna go away soon. Right. Yeah, and I also, I want to say. He's entitled to his opinion, um, but the, the the way he so, got so agitated about it and got himself ultimately ejected, I think is wrong. I think you should be able to, he should have taken it, he should have taken it, um, and then talked about the comments after the game um, and not let it bother him because, you know, if something like this happens in the future um, and somebody gets on his nerves and he gets ejected, he hurts, this hurts the team. You know, this, if he gets ejected, he significantly hurts his team. And I have a problem with that. I think he's entitled to do whatever he wants um, and have his own opinion on that word. But the minute you, the minute you endanger and, you know, harm your team by getting ejected, I think is when you take it too far. So. I don't know if, if um, I, I didn't see what Schroeder's reaction to it, um, to the ejection and the uh, Kyrie tweet. I don't know if he knew about it. I don't know what the teams. I don't, I don't. Kyrie was clearly like agitated once, you know, Dennis was saying it. But yeah. Dennis was just, Dennis was like saying like calm down like. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying like, like. I just want to see like what his reaction to Kyrie's tweet was. So. Just like you said, it affects the team, but. Right. Like Kyrie, if Kyrie wants to say that, I don't have a problem with him saying something like that because. But if he uses it too, then that's a problem. And it's funny because there was a video of him playing pickup. I don't know how long mm, ago this yep, is. Yep. And I don't know if you, you saw that, yep. right, right, right mm-hmm. Will? Yeah, yeah he yep. used the term. So, right. like I said, like the way he carries himself now, obviously he's a changed person with the you know the whole sage, burning sage, and the one walking stick comes to the games with the stick and stuff. Mm-hmm. If he's a changed person and he doesn't say it anymore, I understand. Yeah, you could speak up. If you want people to know about that, I think it's a good thing for him to say that. But I'm just saying, like, the, if, if he got triggered from saying that because him and Shorter were going at it, then I don't think that's a good look for him. Okay, so yeah, how many times do you guys think that word is set a game? Uh, players? Oh, yeah, oh, I, I would guess, like, yeah. 30, 40 times, maybe more. Yeah. Like, the there's no they- way that that was the first time it was said that night. No right. way. Right, right. As for getting triggered by it, I don't think he should have gotten triggered by it. Yeah. I got to be honest with you, from my experience, I think I hear that word more than any word in the English language. Like, it's just <laughs> the most common word I hear, whether that's right or not. Now, I do, first of all, I see everybody on social media, like, roasting Kyrie for this. They, they, yeah. You know, there's all, but then, like, I see professionals saying, yeah, this is the right thing. So you, I mean, obviously fans are going to be like this and then people who actually, you know, have to maintain an image and are professional would say, no, David Aldridge was one of those people that come Mm -hmm. out and be like, you know, this is right. We shouldn't do this. 
as for my personal opinion, I'm, and obviously I, I'm white, so like it's, it doesn't really affect me, right? But, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, but I do think the word should be ridded of just because right. you leave so just by it being there right. you know you leave so much room for interpretation right if a white person yeah. or somebody else comes That's, and says that to a black person right. you yeah. you never know what they mean right you just start dropping the hard r okay yeah we know we know what that yeah, means man. but like i'm just saying is. like with it here there's room right. for interpretation and that can cause some problems yeah. um if people aren't educated, yeah. And I, anybody it, it's it's not going to yeah. go away though. It it isn't. Yeah. It really isn't. It's yeah. become so cultural at this point that it's like it's just embedded in society. It really is. And I I do think there's some dangerous games that can be played with it though. I really do. And I've seen them happen. I've seen it happen. You know. Right. Um. I I don't like the word. I think it's as Skip Bayless says. I think it's the most egregious word in the English language. The hard R. Yeah, you know, the A being the yeah. slang, but like, I just don't like it. I don't say it. I don't think people should say it. But like, you do you. I don't think Kyrie should have gotten offended. I know that game, that it was said during the game. Like, I yeah. I know that. I think he was yeah, just could... nit. He was nitpicking at that point. Right. Like, yeah. Because they were going, they were going at it. He was game. exactly like you said. He was mad at Schroeder for doing something. So he's like, how do I redirect this and blame him for something else? So, because yeah. he can't obviously gut, he can't be like, "Oh, I'm mad because he's, you know, giving me the work." Locking me up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, he can't say yeah. that. Facts. That was yeah. sense. Facts. I yeah, agree. I think I think the when you said the whole, you know, you being white, obviously, it's not part of your language, everyday use, but to a lot of African Americans, it is yeah. because mm-hmm. it's a cultural slang word that's used all time in music, in TV shows, and of like you said, a lot of guys say it. I mean, I've seen a lot of, uh, I, I hear it all the time. LeBron. Yeah. yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys seen that video of LeBron um, yelling at Danny Green for not yep. scoring. I saw that. He, I saw that, yeah. he, he called him that word that Kyrie got offended by. But like like you said, if Kyrie doesn't want people to say that to him, I feel like he should be talking to Schroeder, like trying to educate him or just explain why. You know, maybe something like after the game or in private. I don't think you should get triggered at something that yeah. you hear all the time and then you just you you uh what's it called what's it called um you just make shorter like you loan out shorter as the guy okay. you want to isolate him yeah. you yeah, isolate, isolate yeah yeah you, yeah, you target him as the villain right yeah because he's been playing hard defense on you all game and you know right. you've been trying to you've been hitting tough buckets on him so i just think he looks better on that part but if he wants to if he believes that what he said in that tweet then good for him i think it's a good good starting point yeah. but it's going to be something hard to get rid of yeah. for many years. I just say, do yeah. you. You do it what feels, you want to do. Right. The and, fact that yeah. he got, that he blamed Shooter and Schroeder and, and you know, targeted him, I think is like, well, I mean, you got to, you got to educate him. I think if he yeah, doesn't know, in black society, I, I wonder if like, it's, it's just so cu- cultural now that like, if you say a black person says it to another black person, Mohammed, you, but in here i don't i don't want to get too like political but like yeah i don't they they would be like they they just assume that's okay right is that is that a thing like so Kyrie, like you're saying you have to educate schroeder be like hey i know that's something in our in our society like i know it's kind of accepted as okay now but i'm not i'm not about that yeah right? i'm not about that right like now. yeah exactly he should have said just just like yeah you don't need to make it public you know do all this right but you know it's Kyrie. so yeah, yeah. 
Well, a very, very controversial topic. Let us hear your thoughts in the comments below on all the, all this too. But we got- hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bonus episode. If you want the whole story, go to episode 12. We have some more debates on there as well. Um, some more interesting topics, but appreciate everybody tuning into the extra content. Really means a lot to, you know, have people, you know, joining the, for the bonus episode. So appreciate that. As always, you know, hit the social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that. But I don't have anything crazy to say like Mohammed usually does, but I'll see y'all later. Peace. <laughs>